Welcome back to the Lady Heather Show, where I talk about my life so you can forget about yours. That's right, two podcasts in one week. I just realized that I had too much to say that I forgot about, and um, I wanted to go ahead and and tell you what I was thinking because who knows what it's going to be like after my surgery on Tuesday. Um, Where to begin... Uh, okay, so maybe last week, Stephen and I were watching I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer. Please tell me you've seen this movie. I don't know what year it came out. It's been out for a long time, I feel like. Um, and I've seen the movie before, but we just decided to turn it on. And it's a really funny movie. Amy Schumer is a really funny girl. Um, but it struck me that... I don't know if it seems unrealistic or if it just shows how fucked up our society is and how fucked up I am for just realizing this. Because again, I've seen the movie before, but this time around watching it, I'm looking at Amy Schumer's absolutely 100% normal, beautiful body as being less than until she fucking hits her head and gets a concussion and then sees herself as beautiful like what i mean she her body is gorgeous she has incredible legs she's got a beautiful body now when i watched this the first time i don't remember feeling this confusion or i didn't feel this way before so Maybe I was in a super fit place, so I thought that anybody soft, of course, would want to look as fit as I do. Kill me. Maybe that's what I thought. But I definitely don't remember feeling like, this is really stupid. This doesn't even make sense. This shouldn't make sense to people because her body is fucking beautiful. It was before she hit her head. So that just like made me stop and think and made me think about my own body. Like, why am I so hard on myself when I have a perfectly normal, beautiful body. And we all do. I think that uh, as a a society, we are pretty fat phobic. We are pretty damn fat phobic. We are very fearful of the scale going up. We are very um, fearful as being seen as fat because it's looked down upon, right? It shouldn't be that way, but I think it is. This morning I was listening to, I tried two or three different podcasts that landed today and they were all talking about the things that were happening in the world and it was just too depressing and I turned it off to find, you know, something more lighthearted. So I can promise you, almost promise you, never say never, but I really want to try to keep things as light as possible here because there's so much heavy shit everywhere else. Like, let's just hang out and have a good time. It's like having drinks with a friend. I want to have really good, deep conversations, but I don't want to um, cry at a bar. You know what I'm saying? That's where we're at in this. Okay, on HBO, now this is going to get a little bit deep, but this is bar talk. You know, I think we can do this at a bar. Um, There is, on HBO, there's the Tiger Woods documentary that came out. It's a two-part special. They released part one last Sunday, and they're releasing part two this coming Sunday. And um, I was excited to watch it because, of course, 
what I know of Tiger is the downfall of everything that happened. Uh, and I don't even know all the details on of it, um, but I've heard Rachel Yucatel, his mistress, give interviews um, and things like that. But the first part, the, the part one of the documentary, it started off, I'm like, oh God, this is just going to be about his rise to success. But it was actually really, really, really interesting seeing his childhood. I don't think I knew that his mother was, where is she from? She's, now, God, kill me if I'm getting this wrong. She's Asian of some sort. Taiwan, I don't know. Um, And then his dad is black. And I think he does have some part of white mixed in. I don't know if it's from his mom's side or his dad's side. But I have to say that I think the name Tiger is the cutest name ever. And I've also decided that if we have a, a boy child, which we won't because my tubes have been removed. But if, you know, somebody drops a blonde baby boy or you know whatever on my doorstep I would name him chap chap suchma chap andrew suchma isn't that cute okay but tiger is a really really cute name and he grew up like hitting golf balls in ways at when he was 18 months old that I could not today at 35 years old like just absolutely a prodigy. Incredible, incredible, incredible. And his dad, of course, pushed him in the sport. And um, just seeing the limits that he broke through with racism or elitism, I will say elitism in the sport of golf in general, it's absolutely incredible. And you know, we're not going into the, we haven't gone into the, the part where everything kind of fell apart for him. But I just have to say like, how incredible I think it is that he shattered, you know, glass ceilings for people of color playing in golf. Um, just really, really good. And I was, maybe they were talking to reporters or something, but they were talking about him claiming his self. Oh, Wanda Sykes, I think they showed a clip where she was um, making a joke about him First, he used to say he was black. And then, you know, I guess later on in interviews, he was breaking down his um, racial makeup and saying he's this, a quarter this, quarter that, quarter that. And how offensive it was to the black community for him not just saying that he was black. And at first, I'm like, well, you know, he's being honest. Like, he is you know, 50% black or, you know, whatever these quarters. But then I also realized that that is the, the privileged white person in me saying that because I realized what a huge deal it is for the black community to have a man, a boy do what he's done. So it was really good. And another part, um, they were showing him playing golf, uh, playing a tournament with Jack, Nicholson. I always get the actor and the golfer confused. Jack Nicholas is the is the actor and Nicholson is the golfer, I think. And anyways, he uh is I would say a good deal older than Tiger and was just naturally really 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 good at golf as to where Tiger has had to practice so incredibly hard so it was really frustrating for tiger to see somebody with such a natural ability you know not have to work as hard and 
there was a, a tournament that they were in and Tiger was not doing well. He was hitting poorly and the crowd was like upset and he was really mad at himself. And, you know, you think about any sport where it's going bad in football or whatever, you have a decision as a player, and this is coming from somebody who's never played sports, but you have a decision. Tiger had a decision. He could let the last shot or the last five shots eat away at him and psych him out on what he's about to do. Or he could completely change his point of view and the only shot that mattered is the one he was about to make right now. And he ended up turning that game around and it just uh, made me think about how important presence is in in life, in day-to-day, and not getting hung up on the past or the future, just truly being present and making your best shot play-by-play, if you will. Very cheesy, I know, but it's something that stood out to me. Hold on, let me look at my list now of what I was going to talk about. Mm, Let's see, Tiger Woods, racism. Oh yeah, and one other thing, he wasn't able to play on certain golf courses. He was on Oprah doing an interview, I think it was on Oprah, and he was saying that he was playing on courses that even six years ago he wasn't able to play on because he was black. And he talked about getting chased off golf courses when he was practicing, just really, really, really crazy, you know, elitism in the sport, but he's broken through. So at the very end of um, episode one, it shows Rachel Yucatel, which is the famous mistress. Um, She comes in and they're going to interview her. So part two is going to be all about I guess the downfall, which I'm so interested. Also, part one talked about his father and kind of how their relationship ended up growing apart. And I would say that I think Tiger's an only child. And it's like Tiger was his father's only focus. And starting from when he was young, you know, working with him and golf and publicity and everything. And then eventually Tiger grew up and didn't need his dad as much. And I think they had a a rocky relationship on some points anyway. I think his dad was really, really, really hard on him. But, you know, at some point when you grow up and, and he didn't need his dad anymore, I think it really hurt his dad because I'm sure his dad held a lot of his identity in helping create and support Tiger. And then when that ended or Tiger didn't need him as much, I think it just left his dad feeling really lost, which is a good reminder to all of us, as much as we take care of our children, please remember you are a whole woman or man. I think I probably have one man listening to this, if that, Um, but you are a whole person before your children and you are a whole person with your children and you will be a whole person without your children. So I, it, it, it goes to make the point that it's really, obviously our children need us so desperately. They rely on us. And this is, you know, when you have young kids or even older kids, teenagers and stuff, this is a really crucial time of life, but we have to work really, really hard not to lose ourselves, our identity in raising our children. And I've said that from the very beginning, before I had kids, I read a book on French parenting, Bringing Up Bebe, and it it spoke to me. 
and I I knew that I didn't want to lose myself. I knew that I didn't want to lose my marriage in this, that, you know, I am a whole person, a multifaceted whole person. And I want children to have a big part of me, but it's not going to have all of me. You know, I will not, I will not miss opportunities. Heather McDonald, the comedian slash podcaster, you know, makes jokes. She's like, I, you know, when my kids were growing up, I'm like, I'm not going to regret anything. I'm not going to miss things because I wanted to tuck you into bed at night. You know, I'm going to go to these gigs and do these things. I'm not going to, I'm not going to blame you or resent you because I missed a huge chunk of my life and my career because I was solely focused on you. Now, as I'm saying this, does this sound terrible? Maybe, but it is the truth. I love my girls. I am fully there for them, but I also have personal interests and I don't want to feel completely lost when eventually as much as I hate it, they're going to move out and move on. So, okay, what else? We've talked about Amy Schumer. If you haven't seen her um, her pregnancy uh, special, what do you call it, on Netflix, maybe it is a special, her pregnancy, Expecting Amy is what it's called, documentary. It was really, really good. And I oof, I can't imagine going through a pregnancy with that amount of sickness. Kill me. Kill me, kill me. What else do I want to tell you about? Oh, the other day I was at Total Wine and picking up, well, it doesn't matter if I was picking up wine or tequila or something. And I was checking out and the girl checking me out, she's like, can I see your ID? I'm like, sure. She's like, 85. You do not look like you were born in the 80s. I'm like, Huh? she's like you look so young I'm like bitch I am young but at 35 am I not considered young to you know a 25 year old I think she was 25 she was born in 95 I was born in 85 and I don't know what I don't remember at 25 how I looked at 35 year olds but I feel I don't feel like 35 is old at all all and I feel like I look young because I am young. I don't feel like I look like I'm like 20 something. It was just so strange to me that I think the older you get, the more your bias changes on when old actually is. I'm technically four and a half years away from 40. And I think 40 is fucking sexy. I think 40s is going to be beautiful and sexy. So I'm not worried about that at all. But it's interesting to think about how the world or how younger people view 40 because I think I used to think of 40 as kind of old over the hill isn't that what 40 was over the hill or is that 50 it should not be 40 and I'm sure when I'm uh, 45 and a half I'll be saying this about 50 is 50 over the hill or 40 I don't know 40 still seems very very young and I plan on being very young and very fresh at 40 so Age ain't, age ain't nothing but a number, but a 25-year-old thinks that I look so young because I couldn't possibly be 35, which, yeah, 35. I am young. I am fresh. I think that's all I have to tell you. It was just those couple of things, but I just wanted to talk about it while I could remember it. I'm still binging every possible chance that I get um, first date, first dates on HBO, the special I told you about. A couple episodes ago I'm now watching the maybe Australian 
version, the Australian episodes, and nothing is as good as the UK. But, oh gosh, I just love it so much. It's so fun to see people you know, getting dressed up and feeling really nervous and their first conversations, you know, like when you're in restaurants and you're looking around the room and you're trying to decide, okay, who's on their first date? Who's on their second date? What are they talking about? Do they like each other? Are they married? Like all that, but you're getting to watch people's first date. It's so, so good. So interesting. And I, I mean, Stephen and I have been together for 19 years, as you know, and I'm wondering how the hell would I be on a first date? I I don't know. It would be insane. I think I would be a nervous wreck and I would probably scare people. I mean, I think I do scare people now, but it's just, it's so fun to watch. Oh, okay. So I went back to the UFC gym. I went, okay. So I went on Saturday, busted up my hands. My hands are still busted up really busted up. I have a band-aid over one of them because the scab keeps popping open, which I know sounds so disgusting, but it's right on my knuckle. So every time I flex, flex, every time I move my hands, I'm busting a scab. Um, But I went back on, so I went on Saturday and then I went back on Monday and I worked out. I did a chest workout on my own. It was fantastic. Felt so good to be lifting in a gym, like in a fit place it just feels so normal and normal, yes, in the crazy COVID world, but also normal just in my, is it postpartum if it's been a year and four months? I don't know when that kind of, I don't know when that ends, when I can't call it, you know, postpartum anymore, but it just felt really normal to be in there and felt really good. And I, being where my my normal sitting weight is 130 and hanging out around 145 pounds right now, I normally would, I think I used to, would have been feeling really insecure and really fat. I use that term loosely, but I used to, I, I know that I would feel that way and feel kind of ashamed or nervous to go to the gym. I still am nervous to go to a new gym. It's always kind of nerve wracking no matter what, but I feel good. I don't feel ashamed of my body. I just feel like I have a normal body. I'm not fit and tight like I used to be, but I I don't feel ashamed. So that's really cool. So yesterday, so on Monday I did, oh, what that, what is today? Huh? Maybe I didn't go on Monday. Very interesting. Now I can't remember, but I did chest one day by myself. And then I did, um, Oh yeah, no, I did go Monday. Yesterday was Tuesday. Yesterday, like you really care. Uh, yesterday I did, I was going to do back. So I did chest on Monday and then yesterday I walked in and I was going to do back. And the manager Brooks is like, Hey, what are you working on today? I'm like, oh, I'm going to do back. He's like, do you have your routine? I'm like, yeah, which I really didn't. But I have so many, you know, previous trainer routines on my phone. I was just going to pull something up and and do it. And he's like, oh, do you want to work out with a personal trainer? I could connect you. I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. He's like, come on, no, no cost this time. Just come on. I'm like, no, that's okay. Really? You don't have to do that. He's like, well, let me just introduce you to Matthew. So he brings me over to this guy and Matthew's like, come on, let's go. I'm like, oh, you really don't have to do this. He's like, yeah, come on. So part of me is like a little disappointed because I really did want to work out by myself. I love working out by myself. I love listening to music and just kind of being in my zone. Um, And then a part of me was scared because trainers 
push you really hard. And I push myself hard, but not as hard as a trainer. But so we did back and, you know, we're walking back to the elliptical to warm up. And he's like, okay, so what are we working out today? I'm like, back. It's like, okay, well, when most women say back, they're talking about that stubborn fat area under their bra. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I live like a man. I want heavy weight, low reps. He's like, oh, bet, bet. That's cool. Okay, great. So we warm up and he, um, we do these different circuits and they're all excellent and things I definitely would not have done by myself. Um, he, he really incorporated more of the whole body. So like uh, sitting on the row machine um, with a V-bar, instead of sitting down and putting your feet, you know, on the little flat parts where your feet are kind of up, he had me stand back and kind of be in a mostly squatting position, keep my back up straight and, you know, um, the, there's tension on the cable the entire time, but just kind of being in a squat. And a lot of the things that we did were like that to where it was really using your core and, you know, whatever muscle you were hitting. And we did some balancing things while lifting, which was fun and more difficult than I thought because I do have really good balance, but my core right now sucks, which is why my back hurts because my core is just giving out and my poor back is taking all the heat. So it was really, really, really good. He kicked my ass. I said the F-bomb probably six times and told him I hated him at least three times. So it was an amazing workout. If you're local, you should definitely try out the UFC gym. It is heaven. And Matthew there is a really, really good trainer. So I'm planning to go in today and do shoulders, which is my favorite day of the week. And I plan on working out by myself. That is the plan. I am not buying any training packages. You know, I'm going to be out of commission. So I'm not signing up for anything at this point. So we will see how shoulder day goes. But I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I have still been... Um, oh, I, one thing I have not talked about and trigger warning for dieting, but I'm doing... I've been intermittent fasting um, just, I'm not paying attention as to when I stop eating. Like I'm not like in an eight hour window necessarily, but I have been not eating until lunchtime, like one o'clock or two o'clock and just drinking coffee and sparkling water, you know, black coffee in the morning. And that's been going really well. I haven't been hungry. And the only thing that's really fucking up is my vitamin taking because I'm supposed to take vitamins like four times a day five times a day, five times a day. And if I'm not eating, then I can't take certain vitamins. So I've got to kind of figure this out. Instead of making a plan, I just keep saying I'm going to do it tomorrow and figure things out. Like I'll take these two sets of vitamins instead of one with breakfast, one with lunch. I'll just take both those ones. I haven't done that. And my vitamin, my old lady uh, vitamin pill pack is empty. I need to, you know, vitamin prep again, but... Yeah, that's the latest. I think that's all I have to say. I might try to squeeze in one more podcast if anything interesting happens in my life um, before my surgery. But if not, then we'll talk after surgery. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at Heather Suchma for, um, I'm sure I'll talk to you before I go into surgery and then after. I know that I'm going to be in a lot of pain. Oh, I went to my pre-op appointment to fill out paperwork and I trust Dr. Downey so much that I didn't, I don't even really ask a lot of questions, 
But um, she gave me, oh, I need to go pick up my prescriptions. I have a bunch of prescriptions that I have to take before I go into surgery. And I don't think whatever pain pills she's giving me or not, I don't think they're narcotics or is that the right word? I don't think they're, they're not opi- opioids. They're not the addictive kind. They're not the good kind, I don't think. Um, so I'm going to start taking those the night before and then the morning of. Um, and then to, to kind of get ahead of my pain, which makes me really happy. I like the thought of that. That's, that's comforting because I was in a lot of pain when I woke up from my first boob job. I was awake during my second boob job, just under local anesthesia. So I felt pain during the surgery, not too bad, but after I was sore, but it wasn't insane. It really wasn't that, that bad. But I have a feeling that this is going to be pretty intense because the mesh is going to have to be attached to my chest wall. And she said that there might be some shooting pains or some sharp pains wherever she's attaching the mesh. So this sounds pretty horrifying, pretty horrifying. So I'm preparing myself for that, but I'm a little bit nervous about that. And the closer that it gets... I'm a little nervous to that moment when you fall asleep. I love, let me say this. I love falling asleep. I love, I love chemically falling to sleep. I take Benadryl every night. Don't judge me. And I love the feeling when it starts to kick in and you're starting that heavy feeling and you're starting to nod off. I love that feeling. So I'm not afraid of that feeling. I'm just, it freaks me out to know that I'm going to have no recollection and likely no dreams whatsoever while the surgery is going on. I don't know. It's just like this black hole. So I feel a little bit nervous about going to sleep and praying that I wake up. Dr. Downey said she loves her anesthesiologist, so I trust that. God bless all anesthesiologists. What What a huge pressure you have. But what's today? Wednesday? So we have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Five more days or six more days, I guess, until surgery. Oh, on Saturday, poor Stella, her birthday is on uh, December 28th, the worst time of year to have a birthday. After Christmas, everybody's out on the holiday. So last year we did a joint party with um, Tori's birthday is at the end of October. So we did a joint birthday party in November for the two of them. But Tori had her own birthday party this year. And and now um, for Stella, we are taking uh, our closest friends and we're renting out um, a movie theater and watching Sing. It's going to be really cute. We're surprising her with it. She doesn't know what's happening. So she's going to be super, super, super excited. But it's a, it's a pretty good deal to be able to rent out and have a few people in a movie theater. And I guess they have some new new movies playing, but then a bunch of old movies. Because let's face it, the movie industry in general, and especially movie theaters, is really hurting. So... I'm very excited about that. Stelly will be so, so happy. And then last night, Tori's like, mommy, make me a deal. I'm like, oh God, what do you want? She's like, make me a deal that this weekend we'll go back to the gym. I'm like, okay, girl, you got it. So Saturday, we're going to be probably busy. Maybe we can squeeze in a workout before the party, but the... They, they don't want to actually go to a class at the gym. They just want to go to the little daycare, which I don't really get. There's not that many toys there, but it's something new. So they want to go do that. So that makes me very happy. So at least on Sunday, we'll go to a family workout, Stephen and I, and hopefully the neighbors and the little kids. Okay, for real, for real, for real, I think I'm done talking to you. 
um, yeah, I got to go. I have to go get a, a COVID test for my surgery. So that'll be fun. I've had one other COVID test out of nerves because I thought I had COVID. Oh, when I had that rash, I was scared that it was a COVID rash because if you Google it, that is a thing. It was not COVID. I have no symptoms now. So prayerfully, I will be COVID free so that I can get my boobies done. Well, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day. Please, although I don't deserve it, subscribe, give me five stars and leave me a review just because you love me for no other reason. Okay, for real. Love you. Bye.